This episode is brought to you by Nest. Nest is a home security camera system that turns everyday fun tasks into lazy fucking just robotic chores. And here's what I mean by this. Instead of checking on your kids or making sure your child is safe in his little crib, you can just install a camera now right in the fucking room and watch TV in your bedroom and be a lazy piece of shit and just click your phone and make sure your son's okay there. You can also do shit like making sure your dog is eating his food rather than walking to the bowl and pouring food in it. You see where I'm going with this? Nest has created an uh, enormous amount of fucking laziness. And there's a fucking, there's a downside, okay? Let me tell you this quick story. This whole episode is not going to be about Nest. It's not going to be about creepy shit, really. Um, We're going to get deep. We're going to talk about things I've been thinking about lately. We're going to talk a lot about our futures and what people fear and what I personally fear. And we're going to get into all that. But first off, I just had to tell this story when I heard about it because this is fucked up, all right? This thing, Nest, that I was just making fun of is a real thing. Um, It says, this is what an indoor security camera should be. That's what it says right on the fucking website. Now, you can't really see it, but um, it says, is everything okay at home? What if somebody breaks in? Where is the dog? What is the dog getting into? And I guess that there's a, like, some, this is not a fucking ad, by the way. I guess that there's something that, like, is a speaker that connects to it that you can talk inside the house. So if I have my camera in my living room and my dog is eating my fucking socks, I could be like, hey, get out of there, Stewie. And then he'll, he's going to look at me. Or he's probably going to go fucking ape shit because he's not going to know where that voice is coming from. There's no human being there. But he's going to look around and then he's going to know, like, I better not eat these socks. Now, if I was a dog, I would still eat the fuck. I would do whatever I wanted to do. Because the second the dog figures out that there's no fucking human being in here, I can do whatever I want. I just have to ignore the voice. Then you could do whatever you want, right? Now, here's what happened. This is what I read online. Okay, this is actually a video that I'm showing of people robbing a house. And the Nest Cam microphone, the person found out that someone was robbing his house. And they yelled, get out of my house. And in this video, the two burglars, they hold their hands up and they walk out of the house. Fucking no. That that wouldn't happen. If I was robbing a house and I heard a voice that was like, you guys better not steal my stuff, I would take fucking everything as fast as I could and get the fuck out of there. But I definitely wouldn't like, okay, we're sorry, we didn't mean to, and then leave. Are you fucking kidding me? You're already in the house. Anyways, um, I read a story online that this is what me and my mom were talking about the other day. And I didn't even know that this thing existed. So when I found out about it, I was already like a little bit disappointed in the fucking universe. Meaning like how lazy can we fucking be, right? And I read the story. It says, at first it was a beeping that woke Ellen and Nathan Rigney up in the middle of the night. Then it became something more sinister. A stranger's voice spouting sexual 
exploit it. I don't know what the fuck that word means. Wafted through a baby monitor in the Rigney's room, one that was linked to a Nest camera in their infant's room upstairs. Alarmed, the Rigney's turned on the lights, unprompted, a Nest camera in their room activated, and the same man's voice turned them to told them to turn the lights back off. So this couple hears some weird shit in the baby room where they have one camera, and I guess they have a camera in their own room, so they turn the lights on, and now they hear a voice that's like, turn the fucking lights back off, you piece of shit. And now, the, if this was me, I would be scared as fuck, right? Because what all of a sudden, life has become a fucking Saw movie, and you're stuck in a game, right? So, obviously, the, the answer is don't buy this fucking Nest thing, and don't be like that type of person. But this guy took it to the next level, and in the fucking room that they were in, he said, I'm going to kidnap your baby. And uh, then when they went in the baby's room to get the child, he said, I'm in your baby's room. What the fuck is going on? is what I was thinking when I read this. Um, so I, I really don't know what to say here, what else to say. The point of this episode is me talking about things that I'm scared of in the future. And shit like this is one of the very few that kind of bothers me, right? It's like we think that we have this cool technology. We think we have shit figured out. We get a fucking camera that can go in your bedroom and you could record you and your wife fucking and then re-watch it like it's an episode of Jersey Shore. Or you could just turn the cameras off, live life like a normal fucking human being, walk it three feet across, unless you live in a mansion, even if you do, you bought the mansion, then you gotta walk down a hallway. Walk down the hallway, turn fucking right, open the door, make sure your child is safe and sound in his crib. There's no need for a camera to be on your kid. Almost any at any time. When he's three years old or when he's 10 years old, like regardless. And even if you're the one doing it, I get it if you take one or two pictures, but this is a whole nother thing. For all those women and men out there that take pictures of their kids and then like make their own little kids Instagram, you're fucking like setting, you're setting him up for some dark shit. He probably doesn't want an Instagram. You know, he's four years old. He wants to watch Barney and eat fucking cookies. Can let him be, let him do that. Why do you have to force him into like, okay, you're going to make your own Instagram. This is going to be so much fun, Timmy. Fucking get over it. All right. And the parents, you guys should get the fuck off Instagram too, but that's not what this episode's about. Um, I worry a lot about, I worry a lot about shit in general, right? And we all know that. I'm just going to keep this picture of the fucking camera up in the background. I worry about a lot of shit in general when it comes to the future and especially the future of technology and just everything that's going on. Even though I'm generation Y and I have brothers that are fucking millennials and I know that like without Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, I would be, I would be like sitting in a room fucking sad right? I'm very addicted to a lot of these social media things. And, and that's just how it is. And I know that I could admit that. But at the same time, I did grow up like a lot of the years when I was a child, I didn't have a phone. I didn't have like, I wasn't on Instagram and Facebook and shit. Facebook came out in 2007. Instagram didn't really start buzzing until 2012. So 
I mean, a lot of my childhood, I was born in 98, so as you could figure out, like, a lot of my childhood was very fun, like, organic fun is what I like to call that. Organic fun is when you're genuinely just having a good time with other people that doesn't involve the internet or doesn't involve me fucking sitting here on my phone. You know what I mean? It's just not robotic is the, the, the other word. Non-robotic fun is what I used to have when I was a kid. And, you know, I would be like seven, eight years old, playing ball, fucking golfing and failing at it, uh, trying to do shit outdoors, skateboarding, cracked my head open ten times. But it was like I was a kid having a good time. I did get a cell phone when I was like seventh grade, maybe. I think I was one of the first kids out of my friends to have a cell phone. But it was like an egg phone. You could like, there was no apps. There was no fucking, you like could dial 911 with your friends and that was what you did to have fun. There wasn't like a game every two seconds, right? So at my fucking core, I do have a good understanding of like being regular human beings and then being fucking robots. And a lot of the things like now, if a kid's born today, he's born into a world where there's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, apps on your cell phone, tablets, cameras that go in your fucking house. Like, he's brought into all of this shit. So if the parents don't fucking teach him right, which probably is the case, um, he's going to be like four years old, playing on his dad's iPad, and then five, six years old, like, finding out other shit. The kid's going to learn how to fucking hack by the time he's 10. Like, it's, it's creepy shit to think about. So I asked my followers... Um, what is the scariest part about, or what scares you the most about the future is what I asked them. And before I read their responses, I want to tell you guys some of mine. Um, I did not, I got some weird fucking answers by you guys and I love you all. And I'm thankful that I could go to you guys and get weird answers because that's what makes a good show. Right. But when I think about the future, things that kind of not scare me, but just like fuck with my head are like you know, traveling and the fucking plane crashes or like unexpected death, right? That's a big one. Then it's like, if I'm 25 years old and I'm rich, how much security do I have to pay for if people know who I am? If I got to like, not Justin Bieber level fame, but if I got to some amount of fame where I could go out and every day people recognize me or every other time I go out, someone knows who I am. Is that like... It's, is it cool because you're famous and you're rich or does it just make things a lot more fucking scary for you? Because right now I, I put a lot of shit out there. You guys know that I host this podcast every week. I post a lot of shit. I don't really do Twitter, which I'm thankful for, but, um, there's, I'm sure there's pictures of me like as a kid online that I've posted or that my parents have posted. I'm sure that there's a picture of where I fucking live or something to do with where I live. There's, there's information that if you just Google someone's name, you can figure out a lot of things about them. So what I try to do to prevent that is I don't tweet like home alone. Let's fucking chill. I'm not that type of guy. I also don't really go out. So a lot of the times people don't know if I'm in New York, LA, Chicago, you guys don't know where the fuck I am unless you're watching this podcast. But during the weeks, it's like, I don't really do a lot that I post where I am. And uh, if I do, then, you know, that's on me. If I'm in LA and I post a picture and I'm alone, someone finds me then, Hey, fucking Shouldn't have posted, man. You know what I mean? I look at it that way. I think a lot of people, a lot of young, like girls my age, 20, 18, 19, 
post shit online and you post your feelings and your emotions and what you're doing and whose party you're going to. I've seen people literally post the address to the party that they're going to and then like 50 different people comment and they're like, dude, I'll be there, blah, blah, blah. Okay, if there's one fucking dark person that's gonna find this tweet or find that Facebook post and show up to that party that isn't fucking looking a party, some weird fucked up shit can happen, you know? So I worry a lot about that. I worry about realistic problems. I also, which is maybe, like this is not something you should worry about, but this is just how I am. Um, since I was a kid, I've been reading books about people getting kidnapped. I've been reading Child Called It, A Stolen Life, Columbine. I mean, there's so many. I've read all about these shootings, Parkland shooting, Sandy Hook, the Mandalay Bay. I've read so much about this because I fucking hate when that shit happens. When Mandalay Bay shooting happened, I was like crying because I have family that lives in Vegas and it was 2 a.m. I remember not being able to sleep the whole night and just texting them and making sure that they were okay and like my heart stopped. I, I can't fucking even believe how sickening some of that shit is. But on the flip side, it's like, all I do is take things, like when I read about shit like that, all I do is it fucking goes into my brain, I figure out a solution, and I fucking try to plan on that, or I try to act on that. So it's like as, as shitty as this sounds, when you read about a th shooting in a movie theater, when you read about people getting killed in a club, when you read about people getting killed at festivals, all that does for someone like me, someone that worries a lot, is uh, it makes me like, now I don't want to go to the movies anymore. Now I don't want to go to festivals. Now I don't want to travel and go to fucking, you know what I mean? It ruins a lot of things that could have been really fun. And the, the other side of, to look at this is, like, you can't be that way. You're letting it beat you. Don't fucking stop yourself from going and having fun. Like, the rule is to, or not the rule, the goal would be to make it so there's no gun laws and get into all that. But I don't think that way. I just think, well, I'm never going to a fucking festival again. And uh, I hate going to fucking schools and colleges because dark shit happens. So, um, yeah, that's just my, my one of my fears. Um, another thing that I've been trying to do lately, which this is kind of cynical and fucked up, but I've been trying to just accept death for what it is. And a lot of the things that you worry about, the, the end, like the reason why you worry, death has to be attached to it in some form, right? If I'm worried about getting kidnapped, it's like the end goal is like, I'm going to die not in my room or not in my house or whatever. Like I'm going to die on someone else's terms. That's fucking scary. If I get shot, if I go in a bad neighborhood and something fucked up happens, if I get robbed and get shot at or crossfire, whatever the fuck it is, a lot of those things are tied to death. So I've been thinking if I can just not be scared of death, then I will be completely fucking fine. Anything can happen and I won't care because I don't fear death, which I don't really anymore. Um, I used to a lot when I was a kid. And I used to also think like everything that I'm doing right now, it doesn't fucking matter because I'm going to die anyways. So not like I have the mentality to just go be a fuck up and like do whatever I want and get high and shit. But it was just like, what am I, wor what the fuck am I working for? If I die today or I die in 50 years, either way, there's going to be a day where there's just a fucking off button and I can't come back. And I'm not religious, so I don't really do the whole Christ reincarnation. I don't do all that. But like, I just, I feel like if you don't fear death, 
then you're gonna be you're gonna be a little bit happier than other people. So, and it's like sad to think that way, but I feel like the outcome is a lot better. If I walked around and did everything I could, knowing or like knowing that it didn't matter if I die or not. In a, that sounds fucked up to say. Some of you guys might get it. I don't know. Uh, in my mind, if I walk around and do things like I can go in the deeper parts of New York and I don't have to worry and I can travel more and I could be alone more and I can fucking walk around and not have to carry a gun on me or worry about all that shit. It's just like, hey, if I fucking die, this was my time to be dead. And if I can just convince myself that that's how life goes, I won't have to worry about a lot of shit that normal people would worry about. Now, those are my, those are the things that scare me, right? Now, I asked my friends and family, otherwise known as my followers, to share with me what scares you guys the most about the future. Um, I was expecting a lot of like technology shit, like I just talked about with the Nest thing, or self-driving cars that get hacked. Another thing I, I get worried about is like people watching me through my camera and my phone. That makes me like want to throw up. I have tape on my camera, on my laptop. I sometimes put tape on my phone, but it's like hard to do that when you Snapchat people. Um, but I try to just keep fucking stay low key. I have a white, I don't know if it's called white pages or something that I like, whenever there's information about me, I try to just erase everything. So I'm worried about that, right? Here's what you guys are worried about. First person says, not being happy with my job slash what I'm doing with my life. This is an understandable one. Um, not being happy with your job. I mean, get a new fucking job. But what you're doing with your life, I think that if you find your passions, you're going to be able to kind of plan that out, right? But we're going to get more into that as we read on. The next one says, the fact that I could end up not being an impact on the world and being a letdown. I used to worry a lot about this one too. Um, it's, it's cool to have that like Walt Disney effect where when you fucking die, you like have something that you left in the world that is going to impact everyone, right? Um, there's plenty of people. I could name thousands of, no, probably not thousands. I could name a lot of people that have passed that we will always remember, right? Um, but making an impact on the world, it's like you got to be fucking big to make an impact on the world. You basically have to be famous or very well known. Uh, it used to be a goal of mine to be like that, but I'm more focused on what I do when I'm alive now than what I do when I die. And I really, really couldn't give less of a fuck about what people think about me right now in a good or bad way. So uh, when I'm dead, I mean, there's nothing I could do when I'm fucking dead anyways. So I don't worry about that one, but I, I get it. That's a good answer. This one's fucking just sickening. You know, this is one of the answers that I didn't want to read, but we're gonna anyways, just to show that there's a fucking... I hate this hood, by the way, guys. The hoodie I'm wearing is pissing me off. Um, anyways, this answer is something I didn't really want to read, but I have to just to show the spectrum of what people are thinking out there. This girl says, uh, not fucking kidding. Don't even laugh, but having kids with disabilities because I'm such a perfectionist and have an, such an idea in my mind about the future. And I just put like a weird face emoji, like I, I didn't know what to say to that. And she goes, it's so bad, but I would just get scared that I wouldn't be able to care for the child properly. I mean, that's a, f what a fucking sickening answer. Like out of all the things in the world, that's what you fear, huh? Really? You are just a fucking, I mean, it sucks, man, because she's really hot 
and like she's fucking cool. But that mindset doesn't fucking cut it with me and I'm sure it doesn't with a lot of other people. So I don't want to bury her completely, but if you think that way, you need to get over this fear, okay? Because that's a fucking sickening way to be. And uh, like that shouldn't even, that's never even crossed my mind. And like, I think that having a child would be so beautiful to begin with that like regardless of the outcome, you would be so attached and like, I don't know, fucking not forced to, but you'd want to love this kid regardless. That shit, I, I can't even speak on this. I don't know what to say. It's fucked up. So that answer's fucked. But moving on, <laughs> um, this person says, uncertainty, anything can happen one moment, the, one moment, the past 10, okay, doesn't know how to fucking type, anything can happen, period, one moment, comma, the past 10 years of your life could be falling into place, then the next it could be gone, okay, I get it now, um, yeah, I mean, kind of, I don't get this one, like, it's weird to think what I fear and then what everyone else does. And this actually was very therapeutic for me too because I've been a little fucking sad and like angry and thinking about fucked up shit the past few weeks and I've been like in a slump. Um, and I felt like reaching out to you guys would either give me more advice on like my problems but it instead, it showed me that a lot of people are worrying about things that I never even fucking worry about. So maybe I'm the fucking odd one. I don't know. But I said, yeah, you know, it's definitely could be uncomfortable, uncomforting to think about. He said, definitely, even if I think persistence will overcome that, if things start to crumble, a strong mindset could conquer anything. He starts being like that. But um, <laughs> I just like I look at it as uncertainty isn't really an option if you know what you're fucking doing with your life. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. A lot of people deal with uncertainty. I got this answer like 10 times. But if you take your Friday nights and your Saturday nights, and instead of getting high or instead of getting drunk or going to that fucking party, if you like sit at home and read or study for that test that you have in school or draw or fucking sing or whatever your thing is, if you do that every fucking weekend and you dedicate your time to that and right when you get home from working on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever, um, right when you get home, focus on what you're passionate about. You're not going to have uncertainty. Like for me, I don't really worry about my future a lot. I know where I'm headed. I don't, may, maybe I don't know exactly where I'm going to be, whether it's a radio show or acting on a television series or having my own sneaker shot. Like there's some things that I could worry about that are like, what exactly am I going to be doing? But at the core of it, I'm not like worried about that. I have a good confidence level based on the things that I've done, my experiences in my life, that I don't really worry about my future in that way. When it comes to making money, when it comes to like survival, I think I'm fucking set. Um, and I used to, I mean, yeah, I used to worry about this a little bit, but then all I did was I worked fucking harder and I like focused more on the things that I care about. You know, if you have a girlfriend, if you have a job, if you're in school, it's hard to like balance all those things and you want to get fucked up and party and hook up. Like it's hard to focus on what you're really passionate about, which then leads you to coming out of college, breaking up with your girlfriend, possibly all your friends aren't there anymore. Now you're living back at home. Nobody's a fucking round to get high with. And then that's where the uncertainty really kicks in because then you're like, well, fuck, I got this degree. I don't have my job yet. I don't have a career. 
Uh, my girlfriend is pissed off at me right now. I can't hook up with my fucking friends and go get high. So what the fuck am I doing with my life is probably what a lot of people are thinking. But if you just cut a few things, it's like it's the same thing as being on a diet or trying to quit fucking smoking cigarettes or something like that. It is hard, you know? It's hard to throw things away that are fun in the moment and that you have like a good time doing. But when you replace those, you will feel the same way for the things that you replace them with, you know? It used to be fun for me to hang out with my friends every weekend and like go fucking run around the neighborhood and get fucked up. Um, and then very quickly I realized it was more fun to sit in bed, watch a scary movie, text some of my friends, fucking like just doing shit like that got replaced and I have equal amounts of fun now sitting in my room playing Fortnite or watching TV on my off time or traveling, um, it's like way, it's way more fun, actually. It's not even equally, it's way more fun. So the answer to that is, you know, just make sure that you're doing like shit that's worth your time and uh, don't be a fucking loser. This guy also says the uncertainty thinking about the unknown is like looking into a black hole. Yeah, um, I mean, go, go back to what I just fucking said because I kind of went off there. Living my entire life to find out I never did what I love. Doing what I love and it not being enough to support my wife and kids. I, this one I didn't really, didn't really like register. Doing, uh, he says, living my entire life to find out I never did what I love. Like, wouldn't you fucking know what you love before you're doing it? I, I, I didn't get that one. Um, the second one, doing what I love and it not being enough to support my wife and kids. Yeah, that's like pretty shitty. So... I don't know if this guy knows what he fucking loves or not, but if let's say he loves to plumb, let's say he loves to be a plumber, um, and that doesn't pay him enough to support his wife and kids, then yeah, that's kind of sad. That's fucked up. But hey, man, get your plumbing business out there. Start printing out fucking cards. Go to door to door. I mean, you gotta fucking hustle your way up, man. You could fucking. If I could make money, not even make money, if I could get 10,000 followers from selling fucking shoes, I'm pretty sure that should show, like, because, I mean, yeah, like, I meet with people and I do cool shit, but all of it came from me selling shoes. It's just about what I did with selling shoes that was different, which was bringing them to celebrities, flying around the fucking country, like, selling and hooking people up that could impact my following. So... It's, it's not really about the job itself or what you love. It's about how you're fucking, uh, what's the word, like executing on it and what you're doing differently and how focused you are in that job. Now, before I read the next one, we got to bring out the time fucking slippers, baby. Time slippers are one of the greatest slippers and sneakers I've ever worn. Um, I used to wear Uggs a lot. You guys know that. I don't know if I've showed them off on the podcast, but I wore Uggs and... They're high top, you know, they're all suede, which kind of fucking sucks because if I drop a little bit of juice on them or if I spill anything on them or go outside, they're fucking trashed. And for all you women out there and probably younger girls that are like 16, 17, 18, um, whoever the fuck age group is still wearing Uggs outside, it's, it's like taking money and throwing it out the fucking window because when you have a shoe that's completely covered in fucking suede from the top to bottom and has like a foam shitty sole 
and then you want to go in snow and shit. I don't know how people survive because I'm inside my house and when I was wearing my Uggs, they wouldn't even fucking last three weeks without being like smushed at the bottom and shit. Now, of course I'm going to bury Uggs because I'm talking about their competitor brand, but a lot of the things that I just said is fucking true. Um, Time Slippers offers you genuine Italian leather on the whole outside and upper of the shoe. They also got these two air holes, I think in the low top, mid top, and a high top. So when you have your foot in that wool comfortable insole, you're not going to be sweating and you're not going to be wanting to fucking cry. And when you pull off your Ugg, everyone in the room is going to look at you because your feet smell like shit. But when you pull off your Time Slipper, you're comfortable and everyone around you is fucking comfortable. Um, they got a great insole in the bottom of the shoe that's made with yoga mats. It's like six millimeters thick, I believe, which is way fucking thicker than the normal 0.2 or whatever millimeters that a regular sneaker has. And one last plus side of this shoe is that rather than tying them every day and getting on your hands and knees looking like a bitch, uh, they have elastic laces so you could just slip them on and you don't got to fucking worry about tying them. So thank you, Time Slippers. Thank you, Ryan, the founder. I love you guys, and I appreciate you guys sponsoring this uh, podcast and seeing the vision that I fucking have, you know? Next question, or next answer that I got from one of my followers and family members um, says, or it's actually not my family member, but friends, says, being alone trying to, or trying when I reach success. Partly, okay, guys, Type, I can't read. So when you don't know how to type, it just makes a big shit show. Being alone, trying, or when I reach success. That sentence doesn't make sense. Partly the reason why, you know, I'm not reading this one. He doesn't know how to type. Um, <laughs> this next one says, because I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to do. I got so many plans and stuff. Don't know where to start, dude. Then I'm trying to start college and all that. I'm a wreck. I responded to her and I said, you're not a wreck. Uh, you just need to focus more in on what you really love doing, you know? And for the person that wrote this to me, I mean, it's just true. Everything, I, I sound like a fucking broken record. If you love school, singing, and drawing, focus, like, be self-aware. What are you actually good at? Are you actually good at singing? Or are people just saying that because they want to help you out? Are you actually good at drawing? Or are people just saying that? You have to be self-aware, you know? I had a phase where I thought I was good at hockey. Didn't happen, you know? Skated around. I mean, I used to play, like, not serious at all. I knew it was kind of a joke. But I played hockey for a little while with my buddies every summer. And, like, in the fucking, we would do a little winter classic thing. And... I just looked at it as always like this is a thing that I do to have fun. It gets my stress out. I get a little anger out and uh, I have fun with my friends, you know, rather than a kid thinking, oh my God, I can rollerblade on the street. Maybe the NHL is in my future. Not fucking isn't. Uh, a lot of people also sing and are dog shit at singing, but their family and friends tell them you're really good. And then that builds them up. So then they think that they're actually good. Then they go on American Idol and look like a fucking idiot or the voice, whatever it is now. Um, so be self-aware, you know, if you're, if you have so many plans, that's great, but what are you actually going to, going to accomplish? What are you actually good at? What can you fucking actually do? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Um, this says some people fuck up and become homeless. The possibility that that's, or the fact that that's possible makes, or terrifies me. Yeah, you know, that's scary, but 
Uh, I'm sure that there's some stepping stones before you're homeless. And obviously, just don't follow those stepping stones and you'll be fucking solid. Now, these, the rest of these, not achieving my goals, what's happening in my future, a lot of them is the same shit. Um, this one's kind of deep. The one that scares me the most about my future is knowing that my mom is going to die. It's crazy to think that the person who's been with me every day will disappear one day. Um, I'm the most responsible of my siblings, so very like gets very deep and then talks about her sister that was diagnosed with psychosis. Uh, very, very, like deeper than we were expecting, right? But the answer to this one is, you know, you can't really prepare for that type of shit. Losing a loved one is very sad, especially when it's your mother or father or family member. So I don't really know. I can't like sit here and tell you that or like how to prepare for that because it hasn't happened to me yet. But I appreciate you submitting an answer and try to just not think about that. You know, try to keep your fucking head up. That's all I could really say, which is basic as shit. Now, I want to read these podcast stats really quick because uh, I think that this is a fucking huge thing for me alone, uh, like trying to start a podcast and being a beginner in this whole fucking industry and not really having like a specific topic to talk about, just kind of doing a little bit of comedy, talking about what's on my mind. Um, the first 10 episodes of the Kicks and Giggles podcast averaged 237 listens. The second set of 10, which is episode 10 through 20, averaged 384. Uh, episode 20 through 30 averaged 564. And the past 10 episodes were at 681 plays per episode. That means it's uh, SoundCloud, Apple, and YouTube all combined. I actually wasn't even like adding in YouTube when I've been talking about my following lately. So I would tell people, you know, I'm about to hit 500 listens per episode. But I just found out from these statistics that with YouTube and SoundCloud combined, uh, we're just actually about to hit about to hit 700 plays per episode, which is fucking unreal. So thank you all. I mean, 700 people is like like my graduating senior class. Like that's fucking huge. So for each and every one of you guys, from the bottom of my fucking heart, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting what I'm doing here. I'm happy that I could put a smile on your face and be in your ear while you're driving or working out or maybe some of you guys beat off while you listen to the podcast. Whatever the fuck your thing is, thank you for listening. And uh, now I want to talk about these shoes that, have, that you've probably been looking at the whole fucking time. These are fucking, hands down, one of the best releases of the year. Um, I don't want to get a picture of, of their shoes yet. Hold on. Fuck, what am I not? Okay. These are one of the, my favorite releases of the year. One of my favorite retro ones in the past, I don't even know, five or ten years. Um, I think that this fucking light blue doesn't get, to, we don't see this color enough on retro ones. Now there was the UNC ones and there was, I mean, I'm sure there was a few, but this color, especially in patent, in patent leather, it just fucking pops so hard. The only thing I don't really like about the shoe is that it's navy blue. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the women's UNC patent blue retro ones that just came out. Um, I'm showing them on the video podcast and it's navy blue, like a very dark navy blue, UNC, and then white. And uh, I, they just fucking look beautiful. I thought it was black here. I thought it was black and white and, and the UNC blue, but it's actually like navy blue. Um, 
But regardless, I mean, this shoe is fucking unreal. It's the same exact quality as the gold toes. It's patent leather on the whole fucking shoe. And then the inside, you have like a more firm mesh. But I think that the patent leather is like genius. I would put every fucking shoe I had in patent leather just for the sake of cleaning them. Because if you take a look at these teal retro ones, which also just came out. If you take a look at these, they're nice, right? But this fucking suede, I actually don't know what this material is. It feels like, it's like not suede. It's like hard fucking, it feels like suede that you sprayed hairspray on. Um, but if you spill shit on this, it will stain. Even when you clean these, regardless of what fucking people say, unless I just don't know how to clean my shoes, I use Jason Mark, I use a brush, I do everything right, and any suede shoe, it still stains them or like, uh, I don't know what it's called, changes the color of them a little bit. I had light brown Timberlands, I went over the whole shoe with Jason Mark, and the shoes themselves were just a little bit darker after I cleaned them. So, like, suede can get fucking ruined by water and any other liquid. So that's why when you have a fucking patent leather shoe like these, they're not going to get fucking ruined. Shit will just slide right off of these. And the only thing that will really stain this is, like, if you have, like sticky like a fucking popsicle that drops on this white it will stick to it but then you fucking get a brush you get some jason mark you clean it right off i mean patent leather it's genius because of how easy it is to clean these and this shoe is just fucking beautiful um i do have like full size runs on these the unfortunate part about these as well is that they were only a women's release so you only get up to size 12 in women's which is a 10 and a half in men. So any guys 10 and a half and under, hit me up. I do sell these and I have a ton in stock. Uh, they are a little bit over 500 bucks right now in most sizes. Some of the smaller like eight and a half nines in men uh, will run you about, I think three or 400 bucks, but 10 and a half, 10, nine and a half, those are all over 500. So I think these are definitely worth it though. Uh, if you have that extra money to spend, if you're looking to get a dope shoe that's going to fucking give some flavor to every outfit that you wear and really pop, the UNC women's pairs are fucking unreal. And, I mean, I, I just, I could go all, on all day about those. They're just fucking beautiful. Now, these teal, this teal pair, I don't know what they're trying to do with this writing shit. On the side of the shoe, it says SP Air Jordan 1 High OG. Uh, I don't really get, I don't get it. And it's teal, it's like a teal and white throughout the whole shoe. And then on the tongue, it's fucking purple and yellow. Don't get that either. That ruined the fucking shoe for me. But like from the side view, they're dope. That tongue, just why, I don't know why. I didn't really read about these, so maybe that would help. But teal ones, I do think they're dope. They're only going for like 200 bucks and I could totally see why. Uh, just because of like the quality and the odd colors on the tongue. It just looks fucking, like, it just looks not, it doesn't look clean, all right? It doesn't look that clean. Now, the other thing I wanted to tell you guys about is there was a restock this week, which I actually had no clue about, but the Dornbecker 6s re-released on Sneakers app and I think a few other boutiques and shit like that, but the Dornbecker series is fucking huge. I'm gonna read you guys what it is. Um, for over a decade, the Nike and OHSU Dornbecker Freestyle Collection has given kids in Dornbecker Children's Hospital the chance to create the sneaker of their dreams, helping to raise funds, awareness, and spirits of the fellow patients. If you love sneakers and you have a fucking heart, 
buying a Dornbecker shoe is like, that's a shoe that you should buy. The money goes to fundraising. You're letting a kid's fucking dream shoe come to life. They have kids that draw these shoes out and talk to the management or like the mark, not management, um, whoever the fuck is making these shoes, merchandising team, um, they are talking to them and telling them this is exactly what I want the shoe to look like. And one of those kids gets picked and they release the shoes and make them an official Jordan shoe. And I think that that's fucking awesome. So I do have one of these pairs on the way. I'm going to probably keep these in the collection. Um, but I mean, you can't fucking, you can't get mad at that, you know? This is a shoe that I would understand if it's a thousand or two thousand dollars. A lot of the DBs do go for a lot of money, but they're not that serious. But like compared to like Red Octobers and shit, a shoe that Kanye West has his name next to and a shoe that a Dornbecker Children's Hospital patient designed, like they shouldn't even be in the same category. Kanye's shoe should go for 200 bucks and this kid's shoe should go for 10,000 because this is way more important. There's a lot deeper of a story. It's a lot more fucking genuine. The money's going to like uh, fundraising and like helping out. So it's just like a donation and a sneaker thing all in one. I think it's fucking great. Definitely go buy DB6s. If you want to order them from me, I do sell them as well. Um, yeah, so those are great. DBs, they make them in, there's a DB1 through, I want to say 11 or something like that, or 1 through 10. There's a lot of them, so those are dope. Another release this week is the Couture Retro Ones. Uh, these are like based on Gucci and Ferrari and like inspired by Italian luxury brands, whether it's clothing or race cars. I think it actually has more to do with cars, but these are dope. I haven't gotten them in hand yet, but I'm expecting the quality to be really good on these. So if it isn't, I'm going to be fucking sad. And the other thing with these is that the market's really fucking low. It's like 220 bucks, which is only a little bit over retail plus tax. So the Couture ones, I think these are awesome. Uh, they're black. They got a red stripe on them. Obviously, it's better if you're watching the video part right now. Um, those are dope, and I think that they're worth buying if you have the money to. I don't think that those are going to, like go up or down in value. I think this is kind of one of the retro ones. Along with these teals, I think these two are retro ones that are just kind of there. You know, I don't think people are going to be too excited about them. I don't think that they're worth buying 10 pairs of and like sitting on them and stocking them. The woman's pair, on the other hand, these retro one UNCs, I think these might go up. But I mean, I don't know, 600, 500 bucks is already pretty fucking high for these. So there's nothing really that I would say to buy right now to like go flip in a year. Um, so that's fucking it for the shoe portion. And uh, nothing beats the comfortability, comfortab comfortability of <laughs> the fucking time slippers, baby. So everyone have a good fucking Sunday. My phone's at 10%. That's why I keep doing this. So I got to go now. And I hope everyone has a great week. Oh, this week I'm in Vegas, even though I don't, I just said that I don't tell people where I am. This week I'm in Vegas, so I don't know if there's going to be an episode next week, but if there isn't, I think I'm just going to post my Elvis Duran like radio interview or post some dope shit. I don't know. I'll try to make something happen next week. Thank you guys for listening. I love you all and uh, have a good Sunday.